Welcome to Ellas, a bi-weekly podcast made by Latinas for Latinas. I talk with talented, inspiring, and empowering women that are living their dreams and making a path for the next generation. I'm Brenda hernandez Caimes, and this is Ellas. Hola, welcome back to Ellas. For episode 37, I have the pleasure of talking with one of my favorite artists, Bianca. Bianca is an independent artist that was born and raised in Los Angeles ever since the young age of eight. She has been writing songs and performing in musical theater and dance. She took that love for music to school, where she studied musical theater in Los Angeles, California, and Manhattan, New York at AMDA from 2011 to 2013. That was when she knew her passion was to become her own artist instead of just writing songs. She knew it was meant for her to personally connect with her audience and to find her own sound. Bianca's sound can be described as rhythmic pop. It's inspired by pop culture and the world around her. She's been bringing her authenticity to different platforms such as SoundCloud and YouTube, where she has been receiving over 56,000 stream plays. This amount of support has kept her growing and leading to her release her recent single in 2019 called Cold Heart on Spotify. This single has received almost 1,000 streams and keeps growing. Right now, Bianca's working on her next EP, where she is continuing to use the influence of pop culture and the adventurous LA lifestyle to translate them into each and every song. Please welcome Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hi. How are you? Thank you for being here on AGES. Thank you for having me, Bren. That, that introduction was nice. I was like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yes. And, you know, I love always starting the podcast by, you know, introducing my guests because I sometimes, I don't know about you, but we're constantly working towards our goals that we sometimes forget the accomplishments we've done. Right. And then isn't it, yeah. we're reminded, we're like, Oh, wait, I was like, oh, well, wait, I did that. You're right. I did do that. Nice. Yes. So seriously, it's, it's always like that little, like, pump and like congratulations that I want to remind my fellow Latinas because we've come a long way to be where we are and we need to celebrate that mm-hmm. absolutely um it's it's so important to have confidence within yourself you know and it's and it's easy to be discouraged in moments especially mom, mom, like during this time period mm-hmm. right now it's so easy to go back to like your old habits and and you know doubt yourself and whatnot but sometimes well what I do is I look at myself in the mirror and I'll be like you got this you're beautiful you're strong you're independent you're talented like I'll I'll talk to myself yes because it's always it's our mindset and what we think really affects our actions and affects Mm -hmm. our thoughts and how we see each other Mm -hmm. and how we even like respond respond to either opportunities or obstacles in our path and Mm -hmm. the way we think you know can really change our lives it really can and I I I had a really dark patch like growing up and I was very rebellious and trying to find my way through through life without any without my parents so like that was really difficult for me but as soon as you set your values for yourself and your goals and what you want to accomplish, that really does help. It shapes you as a person. And let me, I, I want to know about that because I think a lot of your music is about you. Obviously, you're an independent artist. So who you are as a person, your values, your you know personality and emotions really come through your music. So I know you said like it was kind of a journey finding those values and how were you able to con- find those values that make you Bianca mm-hmm. also Bianca the artist oh man that's a good question so uh growing up my outlet was music mm-hmm. I was songwriting at a very young age and that was my way to express myself because it was very difficult for me to express how I felt especially in, when I was a kid so as I got older, I became more confident within myself and what, I, what I'm capable to, as an artist, as like a performer, through uh, choir, through musical theater, through um, 
I had a choir teacher too. I'm sorry, a vocal coach. So I had all these different outlets for me to expand mm-hmm. my, my, um, my performance value. But when it came time to becoming my own artist, that was so difficult for me. Because I, I didn't know which direction I want to go towards. I'm like, I didn't know like how creative I really am. And I just, I just had to dig in deep. I'm like, who is Bianca? What is Bianca like? Like, so I'm starting to ask myself these questions. And as soon as I had all these answers, I was like, okay, I like this. I like this. I like this. I'm going to build it into this. And that's how it really started to grow as far as me becoming my own artist. And the way that I connected with myself is I, I call it a spirit. Like you have a spirit, uh, a spirit inside of you that guides you into the direction where it feels good or, or if it doesn't feel good. So I really listen to that and I really trust my ear and trust what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. If I don't like it, then I'll just take it out and I'll try something new. You know, sometimes I'm not, I don't want to write. Sometimes I'm not creative. Sometimes I just allow myself to live my life and be present in my moment. And then when I go back into the studio, that's when everything comes together. I'm like, okay, you're a different person now. What has changed? The people around you, how have they changed as well? So that's where I put my artistic point of views as far as me being an artist. So, yeah. and how, how about you as, as a person? Because, you know, obviously our careers create this image, right? But mm-hmm. personally, who, as you, you know, can you describe as who you are, like behind and I imagine who you are as a person always connects with who you are as an artist because you're writing and you're creating the song and you're looking around your surroundings and yourself, right? But how was that able, how were you able to find yourself without, you know, the help of your parents, like you said, like without them not being like, there? Um, so I put myself through counseling mm-hmm. for a full year. That was the most difficult but yes, but yet the most rewarding thing I've ever done for myself because I could never, I, I didn't know what I want. I would just, I would just hide all my pain, put it, put it underneath the rug and then just go like, you know how they say uh, flight or fight? Mm-hmm. I was flying. I was just like, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So when I did that work on myself, I was I understood a little bit more of who I am. I'm still learning, mm-hmm. but I know I know how I want to be treated, how how the way that I treat people. I'm a very nice, beautiful person. I'm a very I'm a lover. I'm a giver. I'm not gonna lie. My my parents did help me like during my early ages, but as as a woman, like transitioning into a woman, you have so many emotions and feelings like you don't even know where to put it at so for me where I put it was working a lot and then being in the studio um going out with my friends just enjoying my life just have a good time I've had I've had a lot of mentors that has guided me for like my music and my business aspect um my producers, my, you know, my team. So all that has, it just the fact that I'm doing what I love to do and I have people supporting me, it means I'm doing a good job. And I just have to trust that. I mean, I'm still independent. I, I still have a lot of work I need to do, but I'm trying to stay in the right path with me being, being centered with, myself and knowing who I am knowing what I want and the direction so but oh that just took time it took experience it took a lot of sad moments a lot of rewarding moments and I just take it for how it is and learn from it and then grow from it and 
As an artist, how have you seen your music evolved? Because I imagine, you know, you were studying musical theater, right? And you didn't really connect with the acting aspect of it all, but you really thrived in the singing part. And Mm -hmm. so as a young woman growing into yourself and learning who you are as a woman, but also as an artist and knowing what you want and going through these lessons, these hard lessons that has made you Bianca, how has your music changed and evolved and you as yourself for the better? Have you noticed that? Have you gone back to like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Cause okay. So my first epiphany was I was in, I was in, um, it's a practice room mm-hmm. in um, my, my college. I wasn't studying my lines. I wasn't singing the song that I was assigned to sing. I was literally on the piano just writing music and just like I would spend hours in that room hours just like trying to find a perfect chord I'm like no 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 just going back and forth on that and then a thought came into my mind and it said maybe you should be your own artist instead of performing musical theater because you don't connect with it and that's when I was like I'm gonna be my own artist so that moment from there on, I didn't know what I was, what direction I needed to go towards. I, all I knew, I was like, I just want to write music. That's it. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn Pro Tools. I didn't learn how to engineer myself. Like I learned all of that through people that have came into my life to help me. Because I reached out. I was like, hey, I want to do this. I don't know how to do this, but I want to learn how to do this. Can you teach me? So from there, there was a lot of like, uh, just a lot of basic work before even stepping into your sound. Yes. And it's just that, like that amount of work I did, I spent like maybe three, three years just trying to learn everything. And then I finally got to a song. Um, it's on my SoundCloud. It's called Light It Up. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. This is the direction I want to go towards. But it just took a lot of, you know, going back and forth with my songwriting, my songwriting structure. Like on the way I, I was in, in writing sessions with multiple songwriters and I, they taught me how to songwrite, mm-hmm. like how to really structure it in a pop form. So, and then I took notes from, um, his name is Vincent. He wrote one of Beyonce's songs. He, but he was the one that really showed me. He's like, how do you feel right now? Like, you can't, you can't work on anything unless you know how you feel. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you angry? Okay, use that emotion and put it in the song. Because that's, that's where it's going to lead you. So it's just different scenarios, different um, moments in my life that really taught me to get to where I am now. And I'm just like, I have, girl, if you heard the very first track I wrote, I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I, who is she? Is I know, like, <laughs> why? I'm like, well, what were you even thinking? But it's just, it's practice. Yes. It, it is practice. And I'm, I haven't been in the studio in a while. Um, I have a session next month, but, it's it's just I'm excited. <laughs> I need I need I need this. Yes, I, I you as an artist and talking with art, other artists, I feel like you um, creative people need to be surrounded by others and need to just have these experiences in order to create. So I can imagine yeah. you being. I mean, yes, stuck in your home, it can be an opportunity to write songs, right? But having those connections with other creative people and creating them. Yes. And then on top of that, I learned, okay, I'm kind of not comfortable being with myself. I need to work on that. Two, uh, I need human interaction. Like I really need it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a beautiful side of me. You know, like I love that. And three, not being in control, like 
this whole entire situation, we were not in control of it. I like to be in control of the things that I have planned, you know, because I'm, I like to set my goals. I like to work on things. So this, having everything to like stop me, I'm just like, <gasps> it's like a slap in my face. I'm just, I just don't know what to do with it. I'm just like, do I want to punch you back or do I want to love you? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Well, let's go through that because you, you're in, as an independent artist, you have the control of every aspect of your music, of your yeah. image, creatively, you know, music videos, songs and everything. So you being a person that is in control of every situation, how are you able to like manage that? Because it must be really frustrating, not able to release new songs, not able to work further on your EP. So maybe like provi provide for any Latina who is in the same position as you and can't find those like actionable steps to just manage and not try to lose control because it, it's a moment where, you know, we can sometimes lose the side of things and mm -hmm. we get stuck in that dark hole. Mm -hmm. So before this uh, pandemic even started, I shot a, a promo video for my next single, Make Your Move. Uh, that promo video, we had a four month plan like planned out we're like all right this this month this month is this and then the pandemic happened i had no direction for three to four months and i i could have been upset about it which i was and i did go into a little depression but when moments happen like that it's it's literally the universe's way of saying stop breathe. You will be fine. I, I'm in control. And that's when I realized I'm like, I'm not in control of this and I have to be okay with it. Literally, this is mother nature. Like I, we cannot control her. So during those times I, I read books. I, I exercised. I, you know, I would go outside and just sunbathe and be with my dogs um take a long bath just like it's like I'm getting ready for the fight yeah like I'm getting ready for what's next like I'm I'm a, I'm a changed person I'm actually I actually needed this break I needed to stop I needed to see what I was doing because without that I couldn't see my mistakes and where I could have been better yeah what are those mistakes? Can you share with us? Um, okay, I would party a lot. So it's, I it's okay. I wouldn't sleep a lot. Um, I would go out with my girlfriends. I, like, I could have saved a, a lot more money mm -hmm. and used that to my music instead, but I was just, like, living life. And I wanted to have fun. I'm like, all right, we need to be a little bit responsible Bianca okay get your finances together you know so it's just it's those little things and mm -hmm. me you know seeing my habits and you know it's basically facing yourself in the mirror yes and seeing those ugly truths about yourself that we really were pushing to the side because we were maybe ashamed and like embarrassed yeah. to even like recognize it mm -hmm. exactly yeah. so and that's hard like that's big pill to swallow but once you do it then you learn to love yourself I'm like you know what it's okay this moment is okay me before is okay I am who I am now and this is the, what I need to focus on yeah so yeah so let's go back to that moment where you were with Vincent and he was telling you to really take what you were feeling in that moment to write your song because you said that you realize you didn't, as now, like in the moment of being in quarantine, you don't like being with yourself. And I feel like, obviously, as a singer-songwriter, you really need to love yourself, connect with yourself, and really be really truthful of your feelings. And I know you know you went through counseling and everything, but I feel like that moment with Vincent was another moment of counseling and really going deep into your feelings. How was that hard in that moment to really like be honest with yourself? 
honestly, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? Feel yourself. Like, I'm so confused. He's like, yeah, like, what do you feel? Like, what, what is it that you feel? Like, what's, what is it? I'm like, is it this? Is it that? And I'm like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get it. And he's like, let me show you. He's like, this is how I'm feeling. And he starts playing on the piano. And then he's, then he goes off and like singing a melody. He's like, you see that? Like, that's how I feel. He's like, okay, now you try. So I I got put in the spot and I was like, all right, let's do this. And he's just like playing the piano. And then I'm just, that's when I understood. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. I kind of got a little teary eyed with it too. Cause I was, I've never felt that before. You know, like I, I would just write lyrics to say what I want to say, mm. but it's the music that really shows emotion. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't get that part. I, I understood I had a spirit and it directed me and mm. where I needed to go, but that spirit also has emotion and it just, it just has to like come out. It's like a, it's like you're a light. Like everybody in this world is a light. It's just, it's us. It's up. It's up to us to bring that light out and just like shine people. Yes, like that. Yeah. So, I imagine being like put on the spot. Have you had those moments of like, because you said you have a lot of mentors, a lot of people that have helped you grow as an artist, and. What was what were those moments that really like hit you? Like you you felt like you were being put in the spot, but it was for your own good to grow. Yeah. So yeah. for our fellow listeners who are like really stuck in that moment, and like you know, I just want to like maybe they they're in the same spot as you, where they don't want to really understand or confront it. What words can you say that you just have to get over it? Look. If you got a door, if someone's bringing you a door, you open that door because that door was meant for you. You don't have time to to keep thinking in the back of your head because that's when you psych yourself out. You just do it. Just do it. Like, who cares? Who cares how you sound? Who cares if you look silly doing it? You're learning something. And, you know, it's like it's like riding a bike for the first time you're not going to get up on the bike with one try. No, you keep going, you keep going, you keep doing it. And then you learn how to ride your bike. So just do it. We're going to open that door. (laughs) And Bianca, I I was reading um, your interview in Voyage LA and you you gave this really good advice that I was like, not many artists do, uh, you know, say this. Um, You said that, you advise young artists to have a lawyer. Yeah. Yes. So can you expand more on that topic and what other tips, like important advice for young Latinas who want to start in the singing songwriting business, but you know, they don't, they don't know these technical and important things they need to have in order to start creating and start putting their music out there because you know, it's like the wild, 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 wild west out there in, in terms of like. Yeah, it is. So there's, there's a lot of, you're going to get a lot of yes people. Okay. And, and you really need to have a team behind you who you truly, truly trust. You know, my mistake as an artist is I did a full album with this producer. I, I spent two years on it with him and I only got one song out of the 12 songs that we wrote together so and I was paying for for like studio time and this and that but because we had a verbal agreement my my it's not my song so always have something in writing you know I'm so thankful for Jeffrey that's my lawyer's name. Um, 
he went to bat for me and that's why I was able to get cold heart and I wanted just that one song I was like you know what take all my songs for me I just want cold heart and I had to pay a lot of money just to have the full rights to it so um you know get receipts from your studio sessions you know make sure that you know who you're paying because um if you're an independent artist like you're either gonna have your dba or your llc so you need to get all those all those receipts so that you can file taxes properly mm-hmm. you know so it's like yeah there's a creative side to it but then there's also a business side to it and you have to be careful you know before working on a song with somebody have a written agreement you know stating like this is this is what we're like this is the points the royalties or if you're going to pay someone up front for it have that on the contract as well you always want to protect your music because you can spend so much time making the the best music that you possibly have ever made but it will never come out to light because of the verbal agreement because you don't have a contract because with TuneCore, TuneCore are are the people that separate the royalties for that one song. So you don't have any contract, people, you know, it's just a yeah. big mess. It's a huge mess. I could have saved so much time, so much energy and money yeah. if I would have known what they were up to. But they took advantage of that. And that, like, I I learned from it. Now, I'm just like, what's your percentage? What's the royalties? Okay, contract. I hit up my lawyer. He sends out the contract. So just always protect yourself legally. And have good people that you trust. Yes. Yes, because like you were saying, there's a lot of people that say yes, right? But like you said, you have this light, and they can take advantage of that light and that talent that you have. And, you know, out of nowhere can really swoop and take that from you and at the end of the day you have nothing to show that it's yours mm-hmm. was it hard to find the your team that you're currently with and having because mm-hmm. you know you know we, we we trust people but it sometimes can you know backfire yeah it girl you have no idea so i was at the time i was working with my ex-boyfriend and he was my engineer so him and I were in the studio, like, a lot. And that really backfired on me. You know, he's my, he's my ex. He doesn't, he doesn't want to give me my music. So I had to get a lawyer involved, girl. I'm like, you're not, uh-uh. So it's just different situations like that. It could be annoying, but you always have to watch yourself. Yes, even if you're like best friends or even in a relationship, you have to have everything in writing mm-hmm. that it belongs to you. Yeah, because you're saving yourself mm-hmm. and you're saving your music. It's so important. And before COVID, COVID obviously, we had the opportunity to go to concerts, to go to festivals and all this. As a young artist, as an independent artist, how were you able to start? I, I imagine it's by word of mouth, right? But how are you able, were you able to perform in these venues? Like, was it you or was it having a team of also looking for places that would fit your music and who you were, tr- you were trying to sing to and communicate to? Um, so before the pandemic, I didn't really perform anywhere. I was just really focused on my work. Mm-hmm. Um, my boyfriend is, he's a DJ. He goes by Anakim. Uh, he does more like festival, like raves and stuff. So I would go with him and I would just network on my own. And I've had um, a couple of tracks that I'm um, working on with like different DJs. So that's cool. Uh, I have a new manager, Darion. He's great. He's amazing. Shout out to Darion. Yeah, Darion. (laughs) But, um, you know, I network for myself too. You know, I'm, I'm out there. I'm I'm out there at the clubs. I'm the one like doing the talking. My manager's not there when I'm networking because he's doing his own networking. So yeah, I, I do. I network for myself. I create business for myself too. 
um, you know, you just got to put yourself out there and talk to people. Yeah. And, and if you connect with that person and if it feels good, then like, maybe that's like your right way to go. Yeah. You know? So let's go further about that. Maybe, you know, a singer songwriter is not confident, you know, they're in their room writing these songs, they're producing, they're learning, they're researching, they're doing those things, but maybe they feel not at ease networking and being out there and connecting with people. They don't know what even to say, how you as a young artist, you know, you have to sell your, sell who you are, who you, your vision, your music. What do you recommend? What advice can you give to these young artists in order to, you know, go out there and show what they Uh, have? You know what? You have to think of yourself as a business. Your business is not going to sell itself. So you have to go there and sell your business, like sell what you're selling. It is uncomfortable. Like growing up, I was a very shy kid. Um, But my mom put me in musical theater, choir, this and that. And I was always on stage. So I kind of got over that fright. Um, When you're talking to people too, like that is a little bit nerve wracking, but you know, we're all humans, you know, you're going to die. Everyone's going to die in this world. I don't mean to get dark with it, but like life is short to, to hold yourself back because you're scared. Like that's good. You're scared. That means you care. That means you, you know, like you care about what you're doing. Like you just, you just gotta put yourself out there. Yeah. That's so true. You know, you know, realizing how life can be so fragile and having these little like obstacles just stopping you from really being fulfilling your purpose and your art. And then looking back, you know, having all those missed opportunities. Did you along the way had any like missed opportunities that you regret, but kind of like moving forward, you know, you won't commit again. Um, let me, let me think about this. Mm. All, all the opportunities that I've had, I've always done it. Maybe there was like one where I had to sing the national banner at a soccer tournament. This was like when I was younger and I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I just don't want to do that. But that it was because it wasn't important to me. Like, and I, that's pretty bad to say now but you know I just I just didn't want to do it I was like no I don't don't want to do it but that's like the only thing that I can think of you know like I've been in uncomfortable situations where you know I have to you know sell myself as far as like seeing in front of people and I'm telling you these are like good like in in the industry people Mm -hmm. and I'm nervous you know but you just gotta just gotta do it (laughs) And when you're in front of these, you know, important producers and being authentic to yourself, is it hard not selling your your art out and your music? Like, I imagine, you know, we get these like in the music industry, you know, in order to make it, you kind of have to, you know, push aside something of who you are. Has it been hard? Or You know very- what? They want to see you being real, being a hundred percent who you are. Like if you don't believe in it, they don't believe in it. And I've seen that in multiple sessions too, where, you know, people are scared and people are holding back and trying to be reserved. Like it doesn't work out. Like you just have to be who you like, like this is who I am and I'm not going to apologize for who I am or what I'm about to show you. Cause this is my work. So either you like it or you don't. If you don't like it, that's fine. Someone else is going to like it. So it's it's all about believing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And they will know because they deal with artists and performers all the time. Like when you're when you're in the room, you know, you feel the room. That's what they call it. You feel mm-hmm. the room. You speak when you are when it's appropriate and it's having those manners too that are very important in the industry because people get irritated (laughs) it's weird it's it's so weird 
it's just like it's a whole different new world mm -hmm. but you know when the light is on you you're performing that's, that's it yeah mm. yeah so let's go a little bit back mm -hmm. i want to ask you obviously as a woman you've evolved as an artist you've evolved so imagine your idea of success at 18 when you started, you know, studying music theater was different from when after that moment of really connecting and taking out the emotions that you were feeling in that moment with Vincent, success was different back then and success was different in March of this year and success is obviously different now. Mm -hmm. Can you share what was your idea of success back then? and how it has changed today. Back then, my, my mindset was, if I make an album, I'm going to be successful. Because that just shows that I'm putting a lot of time and effort in my, in my art and what I want to say, my message to the world. So that was that was that now, now I'm like, okay, I need to finish this EP. I need to get a marketing team behind me. It's just, it's, it's so much more because as I gotten, as I've grown in this industry, you can't just write an EP and put it out like that. Like it, it doesn't work like that. You, like I said in the beginning, you have to sell yourself. You have to market yourself when it comes to your work. So now, now it's my my level of success is way more higher, and I need to achieve more in order for me to be happy. But at the end of the day, me doing what I love to do and getting paid for it, and traveling the world and singing my songs—that is what I that's going to be my success. And once that happens, then I'm going to have another goal. And I don't know what that goal is going to be, but it's going to be some, some goal. So in Ellas, I always love to, you know, have my guests say specifically the goals, because I'm a big believer of speaking things and then having that time of putting things into action and making it true. So yes, let's girl. go, let's go deeper on that. Yes. Let's, let's yes. talk about what you are envisioning for your career. I see myself in the pop industry, you know, being playing at all the festivals, Coachella, iHeartRadio, the list can go on. And I, I really wanted to get signed to a record label just so that I don't have to keep working and saving my money because that takes, that takes a lot too. So if I can have somebody investing money into my work, that would be ideal because I, I wouldn't have to worry about money. But yeah, that's what I want. And I want to travel the world and I want to sing and I want to write um, songs for different pop artists so that I could have hits. Like I want to have multiple hits. But this goes on. <laughs> no, and I feel like, you know, our conversation has really, it goes back to the points that you were mentioning earlier, networking, you know, because if you don't go out there and connect with other people and they don't see what you have to offer and that light that you have, then the goals that you're talking about won't really, you know, make, become a reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, here on afterwards, we don't really know when this when will well, when we will find a cure or have one but um as an artist who's inside their home how are you able maybe to connect with other creative people other artists that or even producers is it is it even possible or has it it is it is possible if you have your like your own home studio where you have like you know just yeah. like basics you can send your vocals to your engineer and then your engineer can go ahead and fix your vocals. But just that alone, it takes a longer time. And for me, I like to work fast. So I'm just like, yeah, there's a certain way that I work in the studio. So I'm, I'm just holding off. Like for mm -hmm. me right now, I'm holding off on the studio 
Like I can't work. That's fine. I'm not going to push it. Do I want to write right now? No, I don't because I'm sad and I don't want to keep writing sad music. Like, so I'm, I'm taking this time for myself, aligning myself with my goals and what I want to focus on. But yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> we have to be okay with it. And so I, I want to, I have this question. How, when you were little and I know going through your Instagram and like interviews, you really love pop, obviously. And, you know, Britney Spears was one of your, like, favorite singers. But you growing up as a child, your parents didn't allow you to listen to pop music. Yeah, I no. Wanna, I want to know how you, were you able to discover pop music then? Because it's like... I you know, know, right? I know. Like, it's like saying you can't eat chocolate, and then you're like, I need to find a way how to eat chocolate. So yeah. <laughs> how were you able to, like, look for pop music? Because, so, I mean, like, yeah. Uh, That's a funny story. So my my uh, parents were very religious back in the day. Uh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm telling you, I was in church five days out of the week, like, every single day. And... I would, I had a, a friend across the street from where mm-hmm. I grew up and I would watch TV with her and she was like, oh, this Britney Spears song just came out. Like, it's so good. So I would go to my friend's houses or my cousin's houses and they would show me all the, mu- all the music, all the music videos. And I was just like obsessed. Like I was just in awe. I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, like I want to, I, I even said this to my parents. I, I was like, I want to be like Britney Spears, mom, when I grow up. And she's, and they're like, no, why are you saying that? That's the devil's music. Like, you can't listen to that. You can't be like that. So the, as a child, it was very hurtful, but I, I just, I loved it so much. I love the creative aspect behind it you know the songs the wardrobe the makeup the glam like it was just all hot so sexy and my dad would take me to mcdonald's a lot and i think it's called hit clips they're like the little 30 second songs like like you had pink uh britney spears christina aguilera all, all of that. And I would listen to it like 30 seconds and I would hide it. So I would just go over to my cousin's house or my friend's houses and just get as much information as I possibly could get. <laughs> but yeah. So, okay. Knowing this about your parents, how were you able to convince them for you to go and study musical theater? I mean, obviously musical theater and pop is not the same, but like, I know you were in choir, you know, and back in school, but was it, was that a hard decision or transition to go to that or? My, my mom was the one that put me in choir. So it wasn't hard because I was already inspired by these mm-hmm. pop artists. And on top of that, I was writing like little songs. So my mom could hear me sing and I was playing the guitar. So she's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to put you in this choir that was really scary for me. That was super scary for me. Like, I I didn't know anybody. I didn't know if I sound good or not. Like, I was always in my own bubble of creating and singing. That that was the first time that I had to go up in front of a class and sing. It was, like, the scariest shit in my life. I was just like, oh. <laughs> but over time, you get used to it. You know, over time, you learn your instrument as far as, like, your vocal folds uh, and everything. So it's about making mistakes, learning it, growing from it, and continue to, to teach yourself. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's how I got into pop music. Like, you couldn't keep me away from pop music. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you have those opportunities to really, like, be this rebel and be an authentic rebel pop pop rebel and like listen to those three seconds because if you hadn't had those opportunities to just enjoy what you love maybe your path would have been different right now and I know yeah I 
I, I never thought of that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I would have been a completely different person. Yeah. Cause I love music. I would, I would go, I would go to the club by myself and dance. I yeah. kid you not. I kid I, you not. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I, you know, he's going there and he's like dancing and listening to the music and like feeling, yeah, letting it. Yeah. And, I love that. You know, going through your, you know, your life and, you know, learning these lessons and really being comfortable in your own skin and your emotions and you as an artist, you know, what do your, what words of advice can you say to our listeners if you had to like have the opportunity to just like say one thing they needed to know? About what? Like about, about art, about music, sorry. Music? Hmm. Trust your ears. Yeah. Trust what you like to hear. Don't think about it too much because that's when you're trying hard. You just have to let it flow. Be in the flow of what you're creating. Like no one has a direction when it's finished, when it's starting, when it's, you know, writing the lyrics. Like no one will know. Just go with the flow and trust your ear. Yeah. And if you have the opportunity, I always like closing AS with this question. If you have the opportunity to, you know, travel through time, whatever age you like, mm -hmm. and knowing what you know now, you know, going through what you went through, and you have the chance to see little Bianca, what would you say to her? Don't be afraid of your gift. Yeah. Don't be afraid of your gift. And I have to ask, were you afraid of your gift when you were little? I was. I was. I didn't, I didn't understood it. I, I just, it's like a really powerful thing. It's like an overflowing thing that just happens. And it, it's scary sometimes. You're just like, ah. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I did that. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Don't, don't be afraid of your gift. Don't. Cause I would have, I think I would have been at a different point in my life now. If I would have told myself that when I was eight years old. Yeah. Well, I hope if you ever encounter, you know, a little girl that has talent and I imagine, you know, our listeners right now, if they are afraid of their gift, they shouldn't be because mm -hmm. like we've been talking, it's a life is so fragile that we need to take, you know, advantage of this gift of this life that we all have. And yes, yes. Yes. Cause everybody has a unique, uh, something unique and special within themselves and, and whatever it is that you desire, like deeply, like that is, that is, when in my head, what I believe in, like that is mine. Like that, that's a desire I came in this world mm -hmm. with. And that's like so special. That's like already like your map to where you need to go, you know? So. Perfect. And, you know, for our listeners who have been inspired, who have been really needed that motivation that you gave us today where, if, if they have any questions, where can they follow you? Where can they listen to you? Because we need to get you out there more, you know, yeah. we, you know, our yeah. listeners need to listen to your music and yes, make your talent grow and have the goals that you've mentioned in this episode become a reality. Uh, you can, I'm very active on Instagram. So you can follow me at Bianca Varela underscore. Um, if you just type in Bianca Varela and YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, you can find me. Or just Google Bianca Varela and you'll, everything will pop up. Yes, it will. Thank you much. Thank you so much, Bianca. I really loved having this conversation and knowing deeper know. You know, who you are as a person, as an artist, and as a Latina. So thank you so much.
Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really needed that. Like you definitely gave me some time to think. I'm like, wow, you're special. Thank you. No, and you're special too. And I'm so happy that you right now are not afraid of your gift, that you're sharing it with us and that you're creating, you know, this perfect image and inspiration to for other small Latinas who want to pursue the same goals as you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're an example. So thank, thank you, you for being the light with to our community. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening and watching this episode. I hope you found that inspiration to go and pursue your own musical dreams. And you can follow AS on Instagram. That is E-L-L-A-S, the podcast on Instagram. Or if you want to be a guest here, you can email me at AS, at gmail.com. That is E-L-L-A-S, the podcast at gmail.com. And if you like, you can follow me as well at B-R-E-N underscore J-A-I. Thank you again for being here on AS. Thank you, Bianca. And I hope you have a wonderful day. You can listen and or watch a new episode in two weeks. Adios. If you've been listening to AS for a while, you know that I'm a big supporter of providing a platform for Latinas to share their stories and inspire current and future generations of women. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the lives of more amazing Latinas just like you. You can help by going to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Tell me what you think and leave any number of stars. It would mean the world to me. Thank you in advance. AS is produced, hosted, and audio edited by me, Brenda Hernandez Jaimez. Our video conversations are edited by Javier Ortiz Ruiz. Our logo and podcast cover art was designed by Jennifer Cepeda. And thank you to Shro, who created the podcast theme song, Sunken Streets. You can download this track on freemusicarchive.org or listen to him on Spotify, YouTube, and follow him on Instagram. This is it, yes. Thank you.